Good afternoon and welcome to another Thursday edition of Bill Allen's Facebook Studies. Glad to have you joining us this afternoon. Uh, we are looking at the Psalms on Thursdays and glad to have you along. We had a little bit of technical issues on Tuesday, but hopefully today we will have all of that figured out and I'm hoping that things will go well. I appreciate you joining in and uh, looking at these uh, videos and considering these great Psalms. It's from a book by Tim and Kathy Keller. Uh, the Songs of Jesus, and it studies through, reads through the Psalms in a daily devotional format. So it's done by days and dates, and um, basically you read through the whole book of Psalms if you read through this daily devotional guide. And so that's a, that's a wonderful thing, and glad to have you joining in the Psalm we're looking at today, Psalm 91 is a very well-known psalm. It's one that's had books written about it, and it's one that gives a wonderful, comforting message to all of those who are struggling. Uh, it's also a psalm that can be misunderstood, I think, because like many of the promises that we receive in the Bible about God, uh, someone that doesn't quite read uh, closely enough and read the rest of the Bible along with it would think, well, according to this, God's just saving me from everything and everybody, and I don't have to face any physical issues, I don't have to face any difficulties, and on and on and on that goes. So uh, that's not exactly what it's saying, but uh, there are parts of it that kind of sound that way. So I'm looking forward to going through this great psalm and looking at uh, all of the images that it gives us of God, including uh, a couple of images that seem to be uh, uh, almost in tension with each other and opposites. Uh, the mighty fortress that is our God, as the old hymn says, but also a tender mother bird. Uh, and so we're going to look at that. Glad to see my cousin Gail and Keith uh, signing on, our friends Cindy and Eric signing on, and others I know will be watching as well, and I appreciate that. So as we continue, or get started really, uh, let's look at the first few verses of Psalm 91. Psalm 91. He who dwells in the shelter of the Most High will rest in the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, He is my refuge and my fortress, my God, in whom I trust. Surely He will save you from the fowler's snare and from the deadly pestilence. He will cover you with His feathers, and under His wings you will find refuge. His faithfulness will be your shield and rampart. This past Tuesday we looked at uh, a couple of readings from uh, Oswald Chambers' book, uh, My Utmost for His Highest and talked about the concept of resting in God. We talk about trusting in God, uh, but if we trust Him enough, then we can rest in Him, no matter what the outward circumstances are. It doesn't mean we deny the difficulties. It doesn't mean we don't act responsibly, but it just means that at the ultimate foundational level, our trust is in God. And that's really what uh, this psalm starts out with. God is my refuge and my fortress in whom I trust, and that follows the first verse, which says, The one who dwells in the shelter of the Most High will rest in the shadow of the Almighty. What a great thought that is, isn't it? Resting in the shadow of the Almighty God. You know, if you're, sometimes we think back on our childhood and, and we uh, look around today and, 
and we see those that have complete trust. Maybe you had great trust in your parents when you were little, maybe you didn't, but maybe you did and others do. And when when dad's in the house or when mom's in the house, you just have this feeling of, of comfort and peace. Even when our daughters were adults, they would t come home and visit and they would say something like, you know, I always sleep good when I sleep in mom's guest bedroom. <laughs> That's just, that's just part of being uh, a daughter, part of looking to mom as that uh, trust and that resting place. And that's really where this psalm comes from. Uh, two contrasting metaphors are used for God's protection. A fortress filled with shields and ramparts and a mother bird gathering her brood underneath her wings. Again, the old song, a mighty fortress is our God, a bulwark never failing. Uh, he who dwells in the shelter of the Most High will rest in the shadow of the Almighty, the mighty God. I will say of the Lord, he is my refuge and my fortress, my God in whom I trust. We've read a lot of Psalms that have, that have spoken like that. Uh, God is our refuge and our strength, a very present help in times of troubles, the Psalms have said. And this Psalm says the same thing. But it doesn't just give us that, Im that impenetrable strength of a wall that is our fortress and protects us from all who would harm us. Um, but it also says this, He will cover you with His feathers, and under His wings you will find refuge. His faithfulness will be your shield and rampart. And so that image is different. That image is the mother bird who shelters with her wings, um, her babies. And those wings are, as the bird, they're all especially fragile. And yet they show great love and comfort and compassion for their young. And you wanna get a, pick a fight with a, with a mother bird just to begin to threaten uh, her young. And that's, that's when it's on. And so the psalmist recognized that, saw that in real life and reminds us that God is powerful and strength and mighty, just like um, uh, a fortress with deep, thick, high walls. But he's also like that mother bird who shelters us with his uh, wings. Uh, leaning on the everlasting arms of Jesus is a similar thought. The mother bird shelters her young from burning heat or rain or cold only by bearing them herself. Did you catch that? If her young, her babies, are underneath those wings, then whatever elements she's trying to protect them from, she herself is vulnerable to. And really, this psalm and, and the Old Testament gives us a few hints of what that might look like um, and from an eternal perspective. Um, but this, this strength and sacrifice, this uh, impenetrable wall and these very delicate uh, wings and feathers. How, how, how can those both be true? Well, it is as the Kellers say, it is on the cross of Jesus Christ where we see the absolute righteous power along with the tender sacrificial love of God combine and shine forth brilliantly both equally fulfilled. And that's so true. Uh, God, as he sent his son Jesus Christ to die on the cross, in that moment we see the great strength and righteousness and power of God, but we also see the tender sacrificial love 
that God, like that mother bird, was taking uh, the punishment that we ourselves deserved. Isaiah 53 is a great look at that. Uh, with his stripes, we are healed. Uh, the punishment that should have fallen upon us fell upon him. Uh, and that is seen only in Jesus Christ. And this, these words look ahead to that, I believe, but they also help us to remember that our God is present with us and he's strong and mighty like a very thick wall to protect us from all the arrows and darts and, and whatever else might come our way. But he's also like that mother bird and he will cover us with his wings to protect us so that we can feel safe and can rest in the God we trust. Wonderful thoughts. Psalm 91 continues in verse 5. You will not fear the terror of night, nor the arrow that flies by day, nor the pestilence that stalks in the darkness, nor the plague that destroys at midday. A thousand may fall at your side, ten thousand at your right hand, but it will not come near you. You will only observe with your eyes and see the punishment of the wicked. If you say, The Lord is my refuge, and you make the Most High your dwelling, no harm will overtake you, no disaster will come near your tent. For he will command his angels concerning you to guard you in all your ways. They will lift you up in their hands so that you will not strike your foot against a stone. You will tread on the lion and the cobra. You will trample the great lion and the serpent. Well, these verses, as the Kellers say, seem to promise that nothing bad will ever happen to us. If we trust in God enough, if we rest in the Lord, if uh, we make the Lord our dwelling place, then... None of these bad things are going to happen. Those things that uh, that stalk us and threaten us in the darkness or in the light will not be able to harm us. Uh, no disaster will fall upon us. And then you know this verse. Um, you've heard it before, right? He will command his angels concerning you to guard you in all your ways. They will lift you up in their hands so that you will not strike your foot against a stone. Well, as we think about who quoted that verse and the situation, it helps us to understand this whole psalm because it's certainly not promising that we will never <laughs> literally strike our foot against a stone, that we'll never trip, that we'll never uh, uh, have to suffer, that we'll never hurt. Um, actually, none of those things are promised here, even though that's the language that is used. Because when you remember that verse about commanding his angels concerning you so that you won't strike your foot against a stone, it's Satan who quotes that verse. And he quotes it to Jesus uh, during that time of temptation in the, in the desert at the beginning of Jesus' ministry. Remember, he said, hey, jump off the highest point of the temple or a high mountain or anywhere because the Bible says he'll send his angels to protect you and you won't even strike your foot against a stone. Um, and of course, Jesus responds, don't put the Lord your God to the test. But really, he could have responded in many other ways too, including telling Satan, the adversary, that you don't understand that passage. It's not talking about our physical, even emotional well-being in this life. It's talking about our eternal salvation. It's talking about the care that God, our mighty fortress and our loving mother bird, that that God who protects us with the wall around us and his own uh, wings uh, over us, that God doesn't protect us from all of the physical difficulties that come with being in this world. 
What it does promise is that he will be there through it all with us, just as that's what Jesus understood that promise to be as well. Uh, he knew that um, those angels were there, and he could have called them. But on the cross, when he was called upon to do that by his Jewish accusers and those who were mocking him and saying, hey, do that and we'll believe you. That's the same thing that Satan said at the and, and during the temptations, hey, do this and they'll believe you. And you won't have to go through that whole death on the cross thing. But Jesus certainly could have done that and everyone would have believed that he was the Son of God, but he wouldn't have been the Savior. For that, he had to do what that mother bird does. He had to take the elements upon himself in order to protect us. In this case, he had to endure uh, all of the suffering and the sin and the, the devastation and the mocking that was going on around him and ultimately his death. Uh, later, the psalm will tell us that God is, is protecting us from trouble. He's not saving us from trouble, but rather he's with us in the midst of it. Um, the only things fearful, the only things faithful people can lose in suffering are things that are ultimately expendable. Even your life, physical life, and believe me, I don't want to suffer physically or emotionally. I don't want anyone I love to have to do that. But I do know that what God has assured us of is even no matter what the physical and emotional circumstances of life around us, that he is there with us and in, in that suffering. And, and we cannot lose our soul. Jesus, in fact, in the gospel says, don't be afraid of the one who can threaten you or the ones who can threaten you and can take away the physical blessings, even take your own life, but rather uh, fear the one who can destroy you in hell. Fear the one who is worthy of our, of our fear, of our reverence, of our worship, and that's really what that word is referring to. Uh, we value worldly things over the things that uh, Satan cannot take away. And, and those things, when they are gone, whether it's riches or popularity or looks or um, health even, friendships, family, those things, uh, even when they are taken away from us, cannot take us away from the love of God. Uh, Paul says that very strongly in Romans 8. Nothing can separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus our Lord. And that's how this psalm ends. Psalm 91 verse 14. Because he loves me, says the Lord, I will rescue him. I will protect him for he acknowledges my name. He will call on me and I will answer him. I will be with him in trouble. I will deliver him and honor him. With long life will I satisfy him and show him my salvation. Again, God is not saying that he's going to save us from that trouble, but he will deliver us ultimately. And not only deliver us, but honor us. Uh, God promises that we'll have that honor, that vindication, that salvation that comes uh, from the Lord. Uh, God makes very practical promises here to rescue and protect us, to answer our prayers. He will hear us. Uh, to be by our side in trouble, even if he doesn't save us from that trouble. And, and then he also promises that, that he'll vindicate us and that he'll give us eternal life, that he will finally and ultimately save us and give us 
the salvation of our souls so that we can for eternity be with him. Um, God, our refuge, our strong, high, thick wall protects us. God, our mother bird with the delicate feathers and wings that cover us, those everlasting arms that take the punishment on himself so that we can be saved from it. That's our great God. That's our wonderful Savior, Jesus Christ. Let's close with prayer. Father, thank you. Thank you for this great psalm. Thank you for these great promises. We know, Father, that we won't be spared from every hard thing in this life. In fact, sometimes you'll work through those hard things to help us, to help us to be better at helping others, to help us be more reliant and trusting upon you. And so, Father, as you protect us like a thick, strong wall and fortress, as you take upon the, the punishment that, that we should have had, just as a mother bird would protect her young with every feather that she has, we know, Father, that you have taken those stripes, that you have taken the beatings, that you have taken the death, that we were really due because of our sins. And so we praise you for that, Father, and help us to remember that. Help us, Father, when we're in the midst of the storm, that we will remember that our God is protecting us and that our God will deliver us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. I hope you have a wonderful weekend, and I hope and pray that you will be close to God. If you're in the Tyler area, come to West Irwin on Saturday afternoon at 2 o'clock and Sunday morning for our worship and our Bible class at 9 and 10. Keith Lancaster of Acapella, one of the founders of Acapella, uh, will be our worship leader this weekend and will be leading us as we sing praises and, uh, and encourage one another as we glorify and honor our God. Uh, look forward to seeing you, perhaps if not this weekend, then, uh, then maybe next week as we continue our studies. God bless.